Hello. Thanks for tuning in to the Keys to Gems podcast. This is your host, Lonoso. Keys to Gems fearlessly goes after a better understanding of every topic discussed. I hope you enjoy listening and take something away from each episode. And if nothing else, always know there is nothing we should fear discussing and understanding better. With that said, let's get to it. Thank you guys for tuning in to the 65th episode of the Keys to Gems podcast. I won't be before you too long. I have to talk about something that's a bit solemn to start off the episode because it's something that our country, myself, being part of the people that were alive when it happened, we experienced. And that is the 20th anniversary, and anniversary is a very light word, but the 20th anniversary of September 11th. This week, 20 years ago, 2,977 people lost their lives on September 11th. Unfortunately, you know, trauma is something that is dealt with differently by many people. And, you know, I get that. I I don't want to make light of it. But when talking about September 11th, it's really unfortunate that the way we talk about it sometimes. Now, for example, you wouldn't go up to a person that has been sexually assaulted and say, hey, where were you the time that you got raped? And you wouldn't go up to a person that was a victim of domestic violence and say, hey, how did you feel that day? But the day that we lost those 2,977 people, our country as a whole, we kind of carry that with us. Some people, such as myself, that were in the military, we carry it even on a deeper level because we deployed, some people deployed. Like, if you're in the military, that doesn't mean you deployed, but some people deployed. And because of that tragic day, September 11th, Not only did we have the loss of the nearly 3,000 people, but we also have combat experience that's associated with it. So when I see the number 2,977, what I attach to that number is, while we lost those people that day, we lost so much more. See, America as I've mentioned before, is in a very, very fortunate position geologically. Like, we we have two oceans on the east and west, and we have France to the north and south of us. So we've never been, we never really had an invading force. The last war we had was the Civil War. And though sometimes we go to conflicts, we really hadn't been hit like we were on September 11, 2001. And because of that, the trauma the collective trauma that we experience is felt and it kind of reverberates throughout the years and has, I should say, reverberated throughout the years. 
See, I can remember where I was. And I can remember how I felt. And I remember thinking, no way. Like, no way somebody is doing this to us. Like, they don't know who they're fucking with. Now, in that instance, like me looking back at my own actions, my own thoughts, that was a very, very America <sighs> egoist <laughs> type way to think about it. Because at that moment, I was looking at a replay. I didn't look at it live. Obviously, I wasn't in New York. But in the moment that I was observing the replay and seeing the damage of the World Trade Centers and then the towers collapsing, then seeing the damage of the Pentagon and then seeing Flight 93 crash, get shot down. That's what really happened anyway. But seeing those people get taken out, I didn't know another way to express what I was thinking other than no way. See, at the time, I was a police officer in the city of Detroit. And while some people might think, okay, that's not a soldier, that's not a military, you're just a civilian like every, or a citizen like everyone else. Well, I was on a border town. Detroit is the only city in the United States that has a direct border with Canada that you have to travel south to. Go ahead and impress your friends and family with that little tidbit of trivia knowledge. You're welcome. <laughs> but we went on high alert because we hadn't experienced that before. We didn't know what the hell was going on. And the only thing we knew to do was to search everything, shake everything, anything illegal, getting locked up. But hundreds of miles away in New York, they were still searching for people. Families were being destroyed. Lives were being reset. The very existence of America was kind of hitting a pause and a remix button in a way because what do we do now? Well, we know two armed conflicts came from it. Uh, people went over to the Iraq, uh, yours truly, Included, and some people went over to the litter box that is Afghanistan. Twenty years worth of combat. Now we got a lot of terrorists. We we killed a lot of bad guys. Like a li it's the people that hated us. They don't know us, but they hate us. I have personally seen those individuals. Some of them, not like everybody, but some of those individuals that literally hate us just because of who we are, Americans. And I, I, I don't know if that can that hatred could really be un, untied from those people. Because just like we have lived experiences living in America, many of us, if you're listening to this, it's pretty safe to say you have, you have a privileged life. It may not be what you want, but you don't have to worry about drinking water out of a river or using the bathroom outside or hunting for your food because you can't go to the grocery store. That's not a thing. You don't have to worry about a ruthless army going door to door, raping your, if you're a female, raping you or raping your mother or taking your sisters or you as a wife as they do or did. Actually kind of still doing, uh, not kind of, they are definitely doing, Taliban are in Afghanistan right now. So this day that we are commemorating this week is a heavy day. 
a lot of things changed. As I recall those experiences and then the subsequent patrol experience, I also, as I told you, I wanted to join the military after that to take an ass kicking to those people and give it to them plus ship and handle it. Like if they wanted us, they weren't a part of us, not a problem. You want to fight? Let's fight. For 2,977 people gone. Thousands of people lost in the armed conflicts. Armed conflicts that, quite frankly, we don't know the total effects of because we're too close to it. Like Biden ordered the troops out, but we still got Americans over there and there's still people over there suffering. And we still have interest over there. You can't see me using air quotes, but I promise you I'm using them. We went over there for 20 years because of one day. That one day caused an awakening of sorts of patriotism. Hell, suicides went down as they do generally with uh, big tragedies because people generally come together. One of our former presidents was actually assassinated in Dallas, coming up on the anniversary of that too. But anyway, one of our former presidents, John F. Kennedy, had a quote or gave us a quote that stated, tragedy is a tool for the living to gain wisdom. I still wonder what wisdom have we gained? Because we still have tribalism. We still have people that would rather see us and them instead of us as a people. We still have people that decide to live with hatred in their hearts towards people they have no idea. That's from them to us and to us to them. How do I feel? Well, I'm not going to get over it because I've lost friends. I've been attacked by them. And I personally hold grudges. I don't forgive and forget. That ain't for me. Any Christians, y'all can do that. That's cool if you do it. But for me, mm-mm. I hold grudges. We can make that whole place a glass parking lot, put a super Walmart in there, raise a, or put a super Walmart in the center of it, build a McDonald's and a KFC, Taco Bell, raise an American flag over for all I care. But that notwithstanding, <laughs> This day that we're commemorating is a big deal. And it's a big deal because, well, we're still living the tragedy. And the tragedy that is still within us is going to be being lived as long as we have to deal with its fallout. Whatever fallout that might be. Families that were never the same. People that lost partners, spouses people that lost parents, the firemen that, and police officers that still suffer illnesses right now, respiratory illnesses because of, you know, surging through the rubble. That's not exactly a clean air environment. September 11th, 2001. Another day that will no doubt live in infamy. Rest in peace to all those we lost. Let me get into the next topic.
For this week's last topic, I... I have to say something about these damn laws that just passed down here in Texas. Man, look. First and foremost, if you are pro-life, against abortion, the only thing I got to say to you is don't get one. The... One of the laws that passed, I think it was SB1, but one of the laws that passed was basically allowing abortions only before six weeks. So essentially, two weeks, uh, a lady could be for, late for her period two weeks, and she got in that time to decide if she going to go full term, find out one, find out she's pregnant, then decide if she's going to go full term or not. Because I'm not a lady, somebody say, well, you don't have a dog in that fight. Eh, it's kind of true. But as a fucking human being, let's just go ahead and say this. People have the right to control their bodies. Now, as much as people beat their chest and jump up and down and throw tantrums, grown-ass people throwing tantrums about freedom and, oh, we need to, you got a right to bear arms and freedom of speech. Okay, well, got a right to choose, too. And... As I told you guys a few episodes back about the literacy test, how those literacy tests for voting, it wasn't, it didn't, no law specified it was for black people, but it was to uh, basically affect black people. It was like everybody like, wink, wink, we know this is who it's for. Well, these, this abortion law is bullshit. Now, the Department of Justice is already suing the state of Texas. How that's going to work out, don't know. Because the courts are generally conservative. And of the many things 45 didn't know how to do, that motherfucker knew how to nominate justices. And in doing so, he changed the judiciary. So I'm not really sure how this is going to work out. Because you got to have law on your side, but you also have to have judges that view the law a certain way. And it's a lot of conservative judges down here in Texas. But ladies... Ladies, hold on. <clears throat> ladies, what's happening? <laughs> Seriously, are y'all really gonna let somebody tell you what to do with your body? Now, some might say, and I've seen this, so I know people will say it. Some might say that it is your body is the fetus's body too, and you can't just abort it there. You're taking away a life. Okay. Well, you can have that theory. However, let's talk about houses. When you were growing up in your parents' house, you had to do what they said. It was not your house, too. It's just where you stayed. But more important than that, the person that is in charge of the house has the right to say who could be in the house and who is not allowed in the house. Now, part of the law is they basically deputize citizens and they can report people and sue them, this real deal, and win $10,000 in a lawsuit if they find that someone helped them get an abortion past the six-week mark. So that includes people that drove them there, doctors that performed it, and the people that got it. Somehow it's it was missed on people that the guys that got the lady pregnant, she ain't got to pay, he ain't got to pay nothing. But, you know, Let's fuck over the ladies. I have to say, please stand up. 
You don't want choice taken away. Choice taken away at any level is bad. And especially when you don't have choice that involves your own person. As much as people might want to say it's pro-life, you're not really pro-life because you say fuck them kids once they're born. You don't provide programs for them. Hell, people go in stupid debt just to get people through life, school, after-school programs. It's expensive raising the kids and the programs aren't there to help support them. And then some people might say, well, there are programs. Ain't enough. Because child poverty is still a thing. Mothers have a child and then their life is irrevocably changed. So this is a reminder. As I've mentioned many times before, voting matters. And at the time that this is being recorded, it's not an election time. It's coming up, though. We have to remember and keep this same fucking energy and remember that bullshit. Because just like you wouldn't want a man telling you what to do in real life, why would you let somebody, as Tupac said, how can a man, it ain't a man's place to tell a woman where and when to create a life. This doesn't make sense. It's careless. And I I don't know how to be polite about it because it's such a it's such a big deal. Now people they assault doctors and torch clinics and commit vandalism because they're pro-life. They give doctors or they commit uh, death threats towards these doctors and towards these ladies that are going through one of the hardest decisions, if not the hardest decision that they will ever make. By the way, the law does not provide an exception for incest or rape, which, as I've already stated in other episodes, rape is very underreported. So if he, even if a lady did have the courage, you, you, you shorten up this window for a lady to have the courage to actually step forward and say, I want to terminate this pregnancy. When she might not even know that she's pregnant yet. I don't understand. So the point of all this, just make sure y'all keep the same energy when it's election time. And if we go be about pro-life, let's talk about the pro-life and taking care of people. And not make, not treating them like they're our property or our pets. You don't get to spade a lady. You don't get to tell her, okay, now is a good time to have a kid. She gets to decide that her fucking self. And I hope, I truly hope that we don't forget that it is important for us to have the choice to. And even if you don't approve of the choice, don't make that choice. But for somebody else that might want to make that choice, let them live their life. With that said, this has been the 65th episode of the Keys to Gems podcast. This is your host, Lonoso. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time.